Today on the Homeboys Podcast, Clinton Scott are talking to Bryson Bennett, a couple of millennials. Hopefully we can learn a few things from their perspective and they can learn a few things from our perspective. Stay tuned. You're kicking it with the Homeboys. Everybody, you're kicking it with the Homeboys and the Homeboys Podcast. We have got an extremely exciting podcast for you today. We are talking about boomers versus millennials. And it first came to us because we had watched a video clip on YouTube talking about how baby boomers have failed to set up the new millennial generation. So anyhow, we have got two of our very own. We have our producer, um, Bryce here, and we have our intern, who's also a digital media expert, Bennett, and we're just excited to have a discussion here. My name is Clint Wetherill. As always, I'm here with the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Scott Adams. How, How are, are you, you, sir? I'm great. I'm great. I'm excited to have uh, have this talk. I know uh, these guys have some questions for us, and um, we talk a lot about our philosophies in business, and it's interesting to hear kind of their thoughts back. And I think this can be a real valuable um, podcast to hear um, the different perspectives from each. And my, my hope is that we... We learned, you and I, us old fogies, learn something from these youngsters, and these youngsters learn something from us uh, old fogies in this. I think it's also good because, you know, we, we're, we are old fuddy-duddies, and I think sometimes a lot of our content that we post, we just look like angry old men. I think that it'll be good for our listeners to know that, hey, we've got some buddies in this that are much younger than us, and they're dear friends of ours, and we get to work with them every day. So we really value... Um, what you guys have to say, and we wanted to learn as well. So, anyhow, absolutely. <clears throat> Kick us off, Bryce. Um, so I, uh, I thought it's good that to vi- see you with the microphone in front of you, right? Of yeah, it's behind just the camera, different view. Yeah, that's right. I'm in the camera see, see. now. Been in some of the skits lately. It's been a good time. I've yeah. been having a lot of fun. <laughs> we love it, man. Um, well, I thought the video was really interesting. Yeah. Um, it'll be in the description, but it was. I don't know. A lot of it was new to me, but it makes a lot of sense once it's put into terms, um, just how we kind of were set up for failure, um, just how hard it is. Uh, A big one is just how there was less competition back then. So uh, like voting on anything that benefits them, they kind of didn't think about the future generation. They just thought of their future. Um, So it just kind of makes sense that they're wealthier in we're just kind of unsuccessful right now. The boomers? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. the boomers have the uh, largest cr- um, creation of wealth in world history uh, for a generation. And um, they, there's a lot of parts of that that I really respect. At the same time, I, I think it, it would be short-sighted to not make note that they had some very favorable economic reasons that made it good easier for them possibly than it is for your generation um you know they came home from world war ii after kicking butt and um brought that same attitude into their work into building communities and um they may not have done it exactly right for future generations but they sure did get this country on a on a really good track i think so i want to give them credit where credit's due uh, in those areas but it's a changing world um 
real estate specifically. We're going to try to keep this as real estate related as we can for you folks. But um, I, I, I think it's good to acknowledge the fact that it may have been easier for that generation to buy their first time home and to have a piece of the American dream uh, than it is now. That right. doesn't mean it's not possible. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And on the other side of that, I feel like if I was in that generation, I probably would have been doing the same thing, not thinking so much about, you know, after this, like, I mean, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I set myself up? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, just kind of sucks for us now. Yeah. But, what do you think, Bennett? What are you hearing amongst your peers? Your <sighs> Um, your senior in college. Yeah. Um, I know it's a little early for home ownership, but um, do you feel millennials are unfairly, you know, judged? Do you feel like, um, you know, it's harder to, to get ahead? What, what, what are you seeing? It's been a long time since Scotty and I've been in college. Yeah. Uh, I took a class about uh, marketing to millennials. And the main thing about that was, uh, like them having something they can believe in and they have a short attention span as well. So I feel like a lot of times real estate can be like a long-term thing and it doesn't really interest millennials in that way. So that's mm-hmm. kind of my take on it, which technically I'm Gen Z, so I don't have as many of the millennial takes, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I don't have a ton of information or knowledge about real estate. And yeah, well, I'm sure you could say the same thing, Bryce. Right. Cause I'm right on the edge of being a millennial. I don't know what the year is. I was born in 96. I think it's 97 is the cutoff. Maybe okay. I don't know. I don't know either. I know I'm right on the edge, but I mean, me and my friends just don't really ever talk about that type of stuff. And just all the saving techniques I've learned so far working here, like they don't know anything about that. Just the standard, you know, 401k, and, you know, like a bank account, but mm-hmm. not so much investing in, you know, liquid assets and real estate and, you know, stuff that'll actually make money. But like you said, long-term, but now we're just, with technology, we're just yeah. so yeah, quick. So I don't want to go off on a long diatribe about this, but I just want to quickly throw this in there for any young listeners. Your education system has failed you. You must pick up the slack as far as financial education goes. You need to learn how savings works. You need to understand the basics of compounding interest. There's some simple tools out there. Uh, the homeboyspodcast.com will have um, some simple savings calculators that can help you see uh, the power of saving small when you're young and what it can grow into. And it's not even real estate related. It's simply just a tool so you can see what it means to just put a tiny acorn away month after month and that it can grow into a giant oak tree, which is something the baby boomers figured out early. Yeah. They did. Mm -hmm. I think it's important that you look at like the evolution of, of what periods, you know, they, they went through. I mean, the baby boomer, baby boomers, excuse me, are a generation removed um, from the great depression. And, um, you know, we grew up in a, in a generation of called the, the, the decade of excess, the, the, you know, the, the, the 80s, you know, whereas um, the baby boomers, you know, had parents that, you know, literally saved everything that they could. You know, the, we just had uh, fast food in here. They would have saved the wrapper, you know, from the fast mm-hmm. food. And I'm not joking. Think of that. Like I had grandparents that, you know, that, that's, what they, that's what they would do. They're coming out of, out of that generation that kind of got passed on that work ethic that that is not only desire to get ahead but that drive to not completely you know go broke and not have any food on the table but where did 
the financial literacy cut off because we, we see it on a lot of the stuff that we're posting on social media. Like the younger generation just doesn't, doesn't receive that information. I don't know why. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? I don't know. Maybe, and I bring it up technology again, but just, I guess social media is just kind of not pushing the right information, just kind of useful or not useful stuff. And we kind of, spend a lot of our time on the internet and I don't know, just, there's not a lot there. It's out there, but it's just not really being pushed to us. I have, I have a theory about this, that the baby boomers figured it out and used it for their advantage. And in some ways they barely even figured it out. They just knew that they want that they had heard about the American dream. They knew what you did and they did it and it ended up working. So it's not like they went in with their eyes wide open in a right. lot of cases. Right. Then our generation came along the Gen Xers and the in between. And we grew up in a, an era of excess and greed where greed is good. We idolized wealth and wealth, building and, and the hoarding of, of that. And we wanted to know how to do that. So we dove into those things. Now that's not as sexy because people have figured out that is an empty existence and money does not buy you happiness. And now your generation doesn't care as much about it. So I don't think there's the motivation to learn it. Honestly, I think that since it's kind of backwards now, like you guys have talked about it all the time, how, you know, back then it, you couldn't afford, you know, a boat if you don't have 20 grand now you can afford it paint because everything's payment driven. So maybe just because everything is technically easy to buy right now, mm. we just don't care about saving. We're just like, it's a hundred bucks a month. Like who right. cares? But then you're not looking at it long term. We're just very short term thinkers. I think is what it really is all about. We don't care about 10 years. We care about like what can I have right, right now. now? Right. Yep. So who cares? And like, why would I save $20, $20 a month? How stupid. Exactly. I barely can get by. I'm not going to set aside $20. What's right. that going to yeah. get me? I'd rather have the $20 now than $20 in 10 years. Exactly. But you don't think to yourself, if I save $20 every week, that How by the quickly. time I'm 65, I will be a millionaire. Right. You don't think about People those things. People just don't know that math, I guess. Right. I didn't. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, right. until now. So I feel like when you like, oh, I'm only going to put $20 away every month or every week, I guess that'd be more reasonable. But uh, you just don't think it can really build that much. Right. Because I don't know. You think like, what, my starting deposit's like 5000 and I put 100 on it every month. Like, there's no way that's going to grow to something big. Over, but over time, you I just mean, don't think, like yeah, that. you don't. I don't know. We're just like, I'd rather just have my money now and spend it in the way I want rather right. than having to earn my money and then kind of put it aside for maybe 30 years down the road. We don't really think like that, I think, as millennials and younger people. Well, I'm sorry you were let down by everybody before you and, and by the, the education system. I, I wish this was, was taught and better. And I'm really proud of folks who seek this knowledge and then more importantly, apply it to their own lives and and the fruits that will come from it are amazing for young guys like you and, and others who are listening who are trying to learn and better their lives. Um, it's a really, really neat thing. Um, we're on the, we're on the, not the sunsetting end of it, but we're on the benefiting side already of having a, a life spent focused on this stuff and, and the fruits are wonderful. <laughs> yeah, Definitely. I think that there's a happy median somewhere like, um, you know, our generation, you know, we're definitely, you and I especially definitely savers, but you know, you go back and, you know, I've heard stories of my grandparents and like the crazy, you know, saving 
techniques. I, I joke around. I've got an uncle that uh, that I really look up to. It's kind of my business mentor, and like I mean, he doesn't. He, I mean, he won't do anything, and the guy's rich, and he won't do squat. You know, um, he walked out of a Pizza Hut pizza because hut. it was twenty two dollar pizza that he was splitting <laughs> with my mom and dad. Right, that him and his wife were splitting with multi millionaire. You know, multi many times wow. over walked out. <clears throat> you know, I think there's a happy median in there, and I think that. You know, not to toot our own horns, but I think you and I do that a little bit. I mean, you know, you and I are all about life experiences um, and with our families. And, you know, we've got a few little toys here and there, nothing extravagant. But um, we're not necessarily just putting every single dollar away and not having any fun. And I think... Not anywhere close. Not anywhere close. Um, I think that that gets lost that... Sometimes, like the younger generation thinks, oh well, if you're saving, then you're not having, you're not living life to the fullest. I mean, I would disagree. I feel like I live a pretty full life. So you're saying it's not either or. It's you can have both. You can save. Correct. Yeah. Correct. We see it all the time on social media where where you know we just had a clip where you were posted about how you foolishly bought a boat like as soon as you graduated college. Everyone's (laughs) like, well, that's exactly what you should have done. You know, life experience. Well, you've owned. Four boats since then. Right. Um, it's the fact that you know you really couldn't afford it then. I mean, you could have rented a boat and enjoyed someone else's boat. I mean, it's, it's not like yeah. you're just sitting, you know, in your uh, in your in an apartment, in my mom's you basement, know, doing nothing right. because you don't want to spend anything. You know, you, but you have to be smart. And I think the other thing um, that I want to touch on, I want your guys' opinion on, is you guys haven't been around for a downturn. I mean, think of that. I mean, you guys have not seen. An economic cycle go the other way. Um, you know, as soon as I got my feet underneath of me out of out of college and had saved enough where I felt like I was on a good path, we had the Great Recession, and you didn't get you know I didn't get a paycheck for years. Now, what what, what happened during that Great Recession is what really provided me my wealth. Um, you didn't get the immediate cash, but um, you know we were buying properties you know so cheaply, but. Um, does the younger generation know that it's not always in an elevator ride going up, or is it just that you've you've watched? I mean, just think from 2010 to to now. I mean, it's done nothing. You take 12 years off of your guys' lives, you weren't half interested. Of almost, yeah, yeah, you weren't interested in what yeah. was going on in the financial world. You got do do, do you, the, does the younger generation know that it's not all sunshine and rainbows? I I only know because of <laughs> working here, but mm-hmm. just like you said, I always, I mean, I didn't even think about it, I guess. I thought just 2008 was a one-time thing. Like, it happened. It's not going to happen again. Yeah. But that might just be me. Do you um, guys care? You didn't care. Most yeah, most folks just don't I mean, Because you didn't have eight. money in the market. And, right. I was just yeah. talking to Will about yeah, this. Eight. My, yeah, I was eight years it old when that happened. So. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean recent times. Like, before you guys came here, were you... Uh, reading the Wall Street Journal, were you looking at the, what the your laugh, no. what the stock market was doing? Because I did Cri- in high, crypto. starting yeah, in high school. Cri- crypto, crypto stuff. That's crypto. about it. Not exactly. Yeah. It, okay. It suckered suckered us in. That's well, all I would. Also, look, the crypto is not entirely different than what we went through in the '90s. You know, we had oh, we, sure. we you know we had the uh, you know the dot com you know, uh, run up sure. and, um, you're betting on you know, companies that would quadruple in value overnight. And then the next day it just kept going. So right. we, we, True. 
We saw that. We understand the attractiveness of that. But it's it's interesting to me. I think we grew up in a time when greed was cool. And so, like, it was cool to know what the stock market was doing. I remember at business school at IU, School of, uh, school of Cal... Kelly School, School of Business. Business, sorry. They had TVs in the hallways, and it was one of the first schools the tickers to, running yeah, all to have it. Oh, yeah. And it was cool to stand around there and watch that, you know. And so I think it's just our generation is different. Oh, but here's the, the good market news. Stock Market Club. I was in the yeah. Kelly School of Business Stock Market Club. Heck I thought yeah, it was awesome. Were. Loved it. But here's the good news, guys, and any millennials listening. Not only should you not be scared of the market that it's probably going to um, – it will go down during your lives and it'll probably go down pretty soon is that is a great time to start making money and to be young in your career and to be investing it because you're buying in at a time when the market's down. It's, it's, that's a, that's a fabulous point. Just think of it as stocks yeah. almost. That's how we have to think it about is. it. Mm-hmm. Just stocks down you, by. That's part of the reason I'm excited for, for you guys to get your 401k set up. It's you're going to be buying in and, the market's already down this year. So you're going to be buying in at a time when it's not super inflated. I'm excited about my own 401k and my IRAs <laughs> and all those payments going in every month right now. Everyone's freaking out about the stock market going down and a recession. Hey, I'm still in my earning years. So especially you guys, you shouldn't be scared of the market. You should not look at anything short term. Right. Long term. That's what got the baby boomers their generational wealth. It was they they bumped into this accidentally learning they could own a home and have a car and they act and it makes money. And then they realized the wealth generation, the generational wealth that that can build. And so you guys need to start looking at that long term as much as possible. I don't just mean you guys when I say that. I right. mean any young folks young, listening. Yeah. The the long play is incredibly lucrative and you don't have to like strike it rich with some random new crypto that happens to go up. There is a long play that can be made that doesn't take much effort, and it's it's going to require some some habits, and you can you can pass those baby boomers by far if you if you follow those practices. That's the thing is we have way more access and just ability to do it, I guess now just because of you know our resources and the internet. So it's mm-hmm. it's technically Lending. easier, I guess. Lending yeah. was was more difficult back then. Really? Yeah. I mean, for your first mortgage, it was available. But besides that, to get a car loan wasn't the easiest thing, much less anything else. Now you can get a loan on anything. You can. Anything. You couldn't get loans to buy investment properties in the 1950s. Couldn't no. do it. So no. technically, it's easier. It is. <laughs> it's just... The financial tools are more vast and diverse now. And better. They are. And so you, you guys have some things that are great at your at your side. And I didn't want to criticize your opening about it being harder for you guys. Right. Because I feel like it always seems harder for the person that's down until they are up. And then once you've battled through that all and you see what it took to get to where you are, you'll, and then the next generation comes along and goes, you don't know what it's like, how hard it is for us. It just keeps going. Like a cycle. You want to say, guys, it was really hard for us. It was really hard for Clint's grandfather who didn't miss a day of work. Listen, he didn't miss a day of work in his career, not a single day. That is not an exaggeration. He didn't miss a day of work. They ran over his lunch pail with an excavator and flattened it as a joke. He took it home and hammered it out, okay? <laughs> because keep in mind, he was making good money. He paid for Clint's father to go to college. 
And then when he passed away, they found a huge hoard of money that was buried in the backyard. Wow. Listen, you guys don't have it difficult. Mm -hmm. He couldn't not work. Clint's dad then went to college, worked his tail off to create a firm out of nothing. And then Clint, instead of taking the easy route and taking careers, he went and built something himself. You never know the challenges of the generations before you. I've, I've really started to appreciate those that came before me a little more, as, especially when I, I went through a hard time in life and really started focusing on how, feeling sorry for myself and the struggles I was going through. And I realized that um, it's always hard. I don't care what generation you are. And maybe it is harder for you guys. Don't know. It's just a different yeah. hard. I don't it's care. Different challenge. Life is hard, yeah. It's hard. Do it. Dive in. I think maybe uh, just kind of going off of like how it's different back then and just you save money. I think maybe nowadays, and it's, it's like our fault, but just we have more access to like there's more stuff to buy, I guess. And it's easy to buy. Like you can buy stuff on your phone. You buy stuff on Amazon. Totally. It's just so just. Oh no! We're, it's so easy to spend money nowadays. Like that's why we're not saving anything. I think money. that's a great point. Yeah. I mean, back whenever we were your age, you had to physically get up out of your living room and go buy something. You know, miles down the road. And I mean, you planned it. You didn't just like aren't you weren't sitting there on Amazon going, "Oh, that shirt's cool." You went to buy a shirt or you didn't. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And you saw the cash leave. You Correct. Know, so it's not just swiping a card and it's digital you yeah. know, data. It's you see the money leaving. So you're like, gosh, like I very difficult for you guys. I do not envy that. I would not have done well. Yeah, it makes it even harder now with like ads. Literally, you can have personally targeted ads to want your exact needs and everything like that. So it's like, oh, I have to buy this. Knowing it's literally brain, perfect for it. me. Yeah, they know exactly what Bennett yeah. wants to buy. There <laughs> it is, right on your screen, right <laughs> yeah. when you want it, baby. Exactly. You can just think it. And they yeah. Know. yeah, so I'm not saying that's an excuse because it's, I mean, we don't no, have to challenge. buy it. We don't have to. Yeah, it's just another challenge. It's a challenge. It's just discipline, a, yeah. Yep, so. I think a big part of it is, like you said, I think that the, you know, the attention span is different. Not That's not a knock. Um, you know, TV shows are becoming a thing of the of the past it's streaming it's it's all this you know right now and that i don't think financial liter- literacy has found its way to social media which has not helped things out. that's probably on purpose yeah oh there's sure. they want you to definitely buy. on purpose want you to yeah buy. yeah but, exactly uh, so yeah you guys you guys are the most creative generation in history i i tell my kids that all the time i think it's fascinating to watch you guys work the way your minds work the the uh, ability it's like magic to me watching you guys create websites like Bennett does and and everything that you create it's like magic to me and oh we can't believe it like yeah. I mean some of the stuff we come in and you know our entertainment is just to sit around and watch what these guys do because what's so out of our realm of abilities right you know it's it's I totally I respect it but I'm I feel grateful like for it too you. You've been let down again by the education part and to focus on your financing. You've got to make room for that in your life. And it's not fun at first, to be honest, because you guys, you're broke. Everybody's broke when they start out. Yeah, you don't it's wanna, not fun you to don't look, look at. at it or think you don't about want to it. think about it. Right. And so it's not fun, but we forced ourselves. You That's know? what you got to do. It's just ourselves. discipline, like what he said. It's just our generation doesn't have you know, a lot of discipline. In my opinion, no one but, d- d- does when they're young. We we were lucky yeah. because we were driven by greed and um, some other factors. Right. 
Um, you know, I, I think greed is pretty gross, but it does have its benefits. It's a great driver. Pushes you. You know, fear is the, the great motivator. You know, I was, I was always feared. I thought because I grew up with greed being cool, I feared being broke and being looked at like a loser. And that's a great motivator. Yeah. One of my favorite movies of all time, Wall Street. Yeah. You know, Gordon Gecko, one of the coolest characters you'll ever see in any movie. He gives a speech to, you know, the board of directors of a huge company. Greed is good. Um, you know, check it out. You don't have to pull the clip up and look at it. It's, it's how we it's thought. Pretty, it's pretty amazing. Right. We, we thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. You know, your generation, um, I think, cares more about community and the world and, and not, you know, getting over on others. And, and um, we looked at that as weak. We looked at it as a weakness. And you, right. you look at it as compassion. And I think there's some real beauty in, in watching you guys operate in this world. And, and, but again, you got to focus on, on the, the details and the finances because the answers are there for you. But and we have plenty yeah, of access what, to it. Wake up, quit, quit chasing some dream crypto or some, you know, <laughs> quick chasing. Buck. Yeah, yep. it's the long play works, it's been proven. And I'm sorry it wasn't shown to you or taught to you, but like many things in your guys' life and in a lot of millennials' life, you got to do it yourself. You got to educate yourself now. And I think when we do finally figure it out, whatever generation that is, I think we'll then know we want to tell the next one. Maybe. I, I hope, hope so. I hope, mm-hmm. so. I I hope. hope we're like, oh, we got screwed over. But hopefully it's not a, well, they screwed us over, so why we're going to screw them over. Yeah. Like, who cares? Who's they? Everybody is in the position they're in. The economy's different for every generation. And it's up to you, no one else, to learn how to make it happen and to, and to put into work the habits that will build you financial freedom and success, if that's what you want. If you don't, if you want to go be a, produce music and just who cares what happens, that's your freedom of choice too. But if you want financial independence and freedom, I don't want to hear anyone crying about it. I'm sorry that the world didn't teach it to you. Shame on the generations before you. But really, we went and learned it ourselves in a lot, a lot of ways too. Get up, learn it, focus on it, and do it. Because I don't feel too bad for them. I'm kind of wrapping up our our podcast this week. You know, first of all, thank you guys for joining us. Thanks for having. I us. think it's good Thanks for our for listeners to see that we're not just a bunch of fuddy duddies. That <laughs> hey, we we got buddies in this that are much younger than us. Hey, you they know? paid us. They paid us. That's to come right. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the clock right now. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> But We're it's not done, just right? about it's not about you know baby boomers versus millennials or Gen X or Gen Z whatever uh, demographic you know you're from. We're all on the same team here. You know, we're all on the same planet, and we're all trying to fight through this together. That's what the homeboys message is about. We want to help give financial literacy to those that are ready to listen and to change their lives. You can get more content. Go to homeboyspodcast.com. We're going to keep pumping this stuff out. We love having you. Till next time, happy investing.